Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Today on the WCBS Morning News Roundup. Russia is offering a ceasefire today, but as we'll hear, no one believes it. How history repeats in our 88 seconds and sound for today, the Russian invasion of Ukraine 2014. What we'll hear will sound all too familiar. New York City lifts its mask mandate in schools and indoor venues no longer need to check vaccination status. I'm Marla Diamond on the Lower East Side. It's New Jersey's turn. Masks are now optional in many school districts. I'm Sean Adams in Paramus. This is Monday, the 7th of March. Good morning. I'm Paul Verdine. Good morning. I'm Wayne Cabot. Welcome to Monday and welcome to a spring-like day. Craig Allen says temperatures will hit near record levels, approaching 70 in the city, 50s by the shore. Two years of having to wear masks ends today in schools in New York City and in most of New Jersey. Marla Diamond is on the Lower East Side, where the Teachers Union is going to speak about this today. Marla, is the union on board with this? They are. The president of the United Federation of Teachers, Michael Mulgrew, says their doctors agree with the city's medical experts that this is the right time to safely move to a mask optional system in schools, pointing out both the take-home tests and random in-school testing last week showed no post-holiday break spike. Mulgrew will be greeting students and parents at an elementary school at 8 o'clock this morning here on the Lower East Side. On Friday, when Mayor Adams announced the move to masks optional, we spoke to students on the Upper West Side who had mixed thoughts. I think it's really pointless because we're all safe, we're all vaccinated. When we didn't have masks in school, like everyone would get sick a lot. So you'll keep it on? Okay. Yeah, so we might, uh, I might just wear my mask. Probably going to wear it all day except for when we're walking up the stairs and when we're in gym. Distancing requirements will also be dropped in schools. Children under five in pre-K programs will still need to wear a mask. A group of preschool parents has planned a 10 a.m. protest at City Hall claiming cases are low among uh, five, uh, one to five-year-olds, and they have filed suit in an attempt to force the city to lift that mandate. Wayne and Paul? And Marla, we don't have to show our vax cards anymore in the city? Right. The key to NYC program started under Mayor de Blasio is also going away today, meaning restaurants, bars, movie theaters, gyms, they will no longer need to check vaccination status if they choose. Right now, the COVID infection rate in the city is just under 2%. That's the lowest level since August. Broadway has opted to keep its vaccine and mask mandate in place at least until the end of the month, and masks will still need to be worn on buses and subways. Marla, thank you. And Jersey will follow New York City and Connecticut in allowing kids to leave masks at home in most districts, not all. Sean Adams is in Paramus right now with 
COVID rates dropping, Sean. Why are some districts keeping the rules in place? Well, you know, a district's decision about masks is really a reflection of the community's feelings, and we do know there are different opinions. So some districts want to be cautious for a little while longer, and uh, the, the districts have, uh, you know, taken the pulse of the people. Uh, masks are still required in uh, several places. Uh, some of the large, uh, lar- some large districts, Newark, Trenton, East Orange, South Orange, Maplewood, Plainfield, and New Brunswick, to name a few. Here in Paramus, though, masks are now optional, and, and this parent approves. Yeah, my son's been ready for months. What's it been like for him? He's had a hard time? Yeah. They just it suffocates him. He doesn't like it. So uh, was there talk about this over the weekend? Or was he talk about this for, for weeks. Really? Yeah. So uh, two caveats uh, from superintendents. One, they say uh, people should keep in mind if COVID uh, rages again, masks will return. And uh, bullying is not going to be tolerated. They're going to be watching out for this. No one should be teased for uh, their decision to wear or not wear a mask. Wayne, Paul. Sean Adams on the story this morning. Police shot a man in the head last night in the Bronx. It happened during a traffic stop on Boston Road. Police say the vehicle stopped, but then... As the officers exited their vehicle, the Jeep backed up and sped directly towards one officer who discharged his weapon at the vehicle striking the driver. That's the NYPD Chief of Department Kenneth Corey. The driver was taken to Lincoln Hospital, critical condition. Police were called to do a welfare check on a family in the Bronx yesterday, and once inside the apartment on Monticello Avenue, officers found two people stabbed to death, a six-year-old girl, Rosara Estevez, and her mother, 26-year-old Gabrielle Muniz. The mother was working full-time and attending pharmacy school. The murder suspect is the man she was dating. And by the time the police tracked him down, They found he, too, was stabbed to death, self-inflicted, they say. Can't believe it's this warm this early. So, Craig Allen, that pretends for a very mild day today, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Close to a record. Today's record is a little bit higher than it was yesterday. Today's record is a 74 for the city, and uh, we are at 65 right now. Temperatures during the afternoon hours will be up around 70 again if you are away from the coast. But because of that southwesterly wind, Long Island and the Connecticut coast will definitely be cooler today in the 50s once again. Showers for this evening's commute. Showers and possibly a thunderstorm for the first part of the night tonight. And then windy and turning colder with lows 35 to 40 by tomorrow morning. Big, big difference. Mostly sunny with a gust breeze on Tuesday, and it looks like it'll be much more seasonable, which means 45 to 50, that's where it should be. And Wednesday, cloudy with a chilly rain, which could begin, believe it or not, as a wintry mix or even some snow and a high between 40 and 45 degrees. And we say that with a 65 degree temperature outside and a southerly wind at 7. Craig Allen this morning in the Morning News Roundup. And New York City is ready to help Ukrainian refugees reunite with family here. And at the same time, Steve Burns reports that those already here are being urged to apply for special immigration protection. New York is home to the country's largest Ukrainian population. The city says thousands will likely be helped by the Biden administration's extension of temporary protected status. We have been able to achieve TPS which is a very critical immigration relief program for Ukrainian New Yorkers. The city's Immigrant Affairs Commissioner Manny Castro is urging them to come forward. Our office will be supporting our neighbors to apply and have that relief that they need right now. TPS shields undocumented immigrants from deportation and allows them to apply for work visas. Castro says they're also ready to expedite the refugee process. So that Ukrainian New Yorkers can bring their families and loved ones 
here to New York. Steve Burns, WCBS News Radio 880. It's the Monday Morning News Roundup. Good morning, I'm Wayne Cabot. Good morning, I'm Paul Burdain with your three things to know on this Monday. Ukrainian officials say that Russia's latest offer to evacuate civilians is unacceptable because the humanitarian corridors, quote-unquote, lead only to the Russian city of Belgorod or the Belarus city of Gomel. Belarus, of course, an ally of Russia and was a launching ground for the invasion, and the refugees would not feel safe taking these corridors. Number two, Russian ground forces are still struggling and have been for days. Britain reports the Russian forces have made minimal advances over the weekend, and so they're targeting communications infrastructure to cut off information to the people they're invading. Third thing, oil has surged above $130 a barrel. And to pass along the costs, experts say airlines are going to have to jack up prices. Also weighing in on ticket prices, the extra hours of flight time for trans-Asian flights that must avoid Russian airspace. And now sadly familiar are WCBS News Radio 88 seconds and sound for the 7th of March. The Ukrainian soldiers have refused to give up. They are barricaded in their bases. This is 2014. Listen to how history repeats. Crimean TV stations have had their signals switched off and replaced with news from Moscow. Russian flags fly atop public buildings and pro-Russian militias have thrown up roadblocks at the border with Ukraine. The message to the rest of the world, mind your own business. And that same night Putin told the West to butt out, Moscow opened its arms to Depeche Mode from the UK. Their concert filling the Olympic Stadium, thrilling the crowd with Orwellian lyrics. At the same time, tens of thousands converged on Red Square in Moscow, chanting, Crimea is Russia, anticipating bringing Crimea back into the Russian fold, which would happen. Putin would wait eight years to invade the rest of Ukraine. Also on March 7th, New York State brought back the death penalty in 1995. Governor George Pataki saying... Not out of a sense of vindictiveness, but a sense of justice. The courts would not agree, ruling capital punishment unconstitutional. And this was a huge day for New Jersey and football. Walker, in 1983, Heisman Trophy winner Herschel Walker is signed by the New Jersey Generals of the USFL. He remains perhaps the swiftest man of his size ever to play the game. Donald Trump was supposed to be team owner, but he backed out. And now all these years later, the new league which pays homage to the previous league from the 1980s. The Jersey Generals and the USFL are back. And the New Jersey Generals will play the first game on Saturday, April the 16th. History repeats. This is March 7th. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.